What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Action Park Media. to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Shenanigans. We're going to try this Zoom thing again and pray that the audio sounds great. So, Jamie is out gallivanting, getting into her own shenanigans in Florida, currently doing this podcast from a car. (laughs) I'm I'm in a car in the middle of Florida. I don't even know what I asked Danny. I was like, where are we? Like we, he doesn't know. I don't know. We're somewhere in central Florida, I think. Well, we we were driving from Orlando to Key West and I think we're just almost halfway at this point. Gotcha. Well, thank you for stopping and taking the time to do this. It's been a few weeks. It's been too long. I know. I mean, I haven't seen you in person in just as long. I know. The last time I saw you in person, was in San Diego before you had summer. It was like a week before you had summer. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I'm not seeing you again until after you have the baby. And that was like a month ago. I know. It's so crazy. So much has obviously changed. I don't have a massive belly anymore. It's it's shrinking. It's still, I still got the pooch, but it's shrinking. But yeah, it's been crazy because it's like, I've been so busy just being a new mom and I I haven't seen many people. Now you saw me pregnant and now I have a baby. It's nuts. Okay, so who have you seen? So, like, who's seen the baby so far? Just Tom and Ariana, James and Raquel. And this was all just recently in Palm Springs. They all met her. We had a play date with Ocean. So Lala and Randall met her. How did that go? I mean, it's more fun for the moms because the babies just slept the whole time. And then, like, halfway into it, Summer is like, I want to eat now. So I just had to pop a boob out. Yeah, and then right at the end of it, then Ocean was like, well, now I want to eat. And that 
that that was pretty much our play date. It was just quiet and then hungry. But like, do the babies acknowledge each other? Are they? No, they were they were asleep the entire time. Like they were both asleep until one wanted to eat, then went back to sleep, and then or actually, Summer pretty much stayed awake after she ate. But then I handed her off to Brock, and he was burping her. And yeah, Ocean was asleep until the end, and then she got fussy and she wanted to eat, and that was our play date. So yeah. Well, that's surprising. I was very shocked to see a photo recently of you and Lala on social. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not really a secret that, you know, we have been hanging out and talking recently. I know she mentioned it on her podcast as well. You know, just stay tuned. You guys will see all of this unfold. But we just decided a couple months ago to kind of put our shit aside and to be two moms who support each other when she was having some complications and had to deliver early. And then obviously after I had summer, I had complications. And it's just been nice to have someone who also had a baby recently just be able to connect with. And it's been good. So yeah, we were all in Palm Springs. We did a little play date. And that's pretty much the only people. Well, Charlie came over to give me a facial. That was my push present from her. So she was actually the first person to meet Summer. And uh, other than that, Brett hasn't yet. No one else really has met her. It was just in Palm Springs because we were with the whole group. I had my mom come over to the house so I could feed her. I had to feed her and pump in between activities and fun things we were doing. So everyone got to meet her briefly. Like Schwartz and Katie were there. But no one else has met her yet. I've just been, unless I'm in, you know, Palm Springs, we've pretty much just been in our little apartment bubble here in Hollywood. So we haven't done too much. I did take her to the Grove yesterday with my mom. That was just the two of us. And we did serve for my birthday dinner, but I miss, it's like, I'm missing everything this in like this past month. I'm living like through your stories. I know it's so crazy. I mean, I'm living through yours. You're like out just at Epcot, which has been on my bucket list my whole life. Have you never been? No, I've never been to Disney World. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, first of all, like I've always thought Disney World was better than Disneyland, but I think the only reason I think that is just because there is Epcot here. But Mm -hmm. as far as like Disney to Disney, Disney World, I've been fooling myself this whole time. It's not better than Disneyland. In fact, I like the layout better of Disneyland than Disney World. There's just too much walking. I was looking in my pedometer, like my phone died, as you know, last night in the middle of being a Disney, but prior to it dying, we had already walked seven miles. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I texted you. I was like, what time should we podcast? And then it just never delivered. I was like, okay, (laughs) I guess that's not happening tonight. (laughs) Well, aside from that, so Epcot's so fun because of all of the countries, right? So we decided in every country, we're going to stop and get a drink. That's what my sister did when she went. (laughs) I, I don't recommend it. And I wasn't actually able to do it in every single country because we started like Mexico was the first one, but the line was insane. So that would have obviously been tequila. So we skipped that. And then the next country was China. And we got something called a Kung Fu Punch, which was vodka based, but it was basically like sugar water with a drop of vodka. It sounds like sugar water. Yeah. (laughs) The next one, again, it was like, I don't know, like lemon puree or peach puree with like a touch of alcohol. And it's like, I'm hungover and my face is so bloated right now, but it's not even from the liquor. It's from all the sugar and all of these different drinks that I've had. And then it's like, you 
you really, the only way to do it, I think, is if you're a beer drinker because every country has beer. Yeah, that's probably what I would have to do. I still, like, I haven't been able to drink. I mean, one, I'm breastfeeding, so, like, I don't really want to because you have to wait a certain amount of time or you have to pump and dump. And the first couple weeks, your breast milk has all these antibodies in it. So I didn't want to dump any of that milk because I want to save that in case, God forbid, she gets sick or something. They told me to store as much of that milk as I can. So I did that. But like on my birthday dinner that I did at Tom and Ariana's house, he made me a cocktail and I was like, okay, I'll have one. And it had like St. Germain in it. It was a little sweet. It definitely isn't what I would have for like my first drink in almost a year. I just wanted a glass of rosé, but Tom, you know, he puts so much time into his drinks. And then it had this awesome like cucumber foam or something on it. I mean, it tasted amazing, but I was like, oof, I haven't drank in almost a year and having anything with sugar, I just didn't know how it was going to sit well with me. And it didn't really. And so I had half of that. And then I just kind of like passed it to Brock. I was like, finish this for me. Like, I don't want to leave it, but I just, I can't drink it. And so I had a glass of rosé. And by the end of the night, I mean, 11 o'clock, like not even like a 2 a.m. like late, like by 11, pounding headache. So bad. But that's from a half a drink and one glass of wine. Yeah, because your body is just not used to any of that yeah. sugar, I guess. But you better get used to it for next week. Well, I think you might be doing the drinking and I'll be doing the podcasting for now because then the next night we went to serve for my birthday dinner and I just felt obligated to have a drink. So I was like, okay, but I'll just do rosé. Like I wanted like a mojito or something, but I'm like, no liquor. Like that'll just be in my system even longer. So I'll have a glass of rosé pounding headache. Then Lisa sent a bottle of champagne over and I was like, okay, well I have to have a sip of it for a cheers because I can't just like let this go to waste. I just, the one glass of rosé and the one sip of champagne, pounding headache. I was like, I can't do it anymore. So I haven't drank again other than those two glasses of wine and couple sips. Oh my gosh. I know. So I think for the first drinking and podcasting, it might just be two can Jamie and podcasting Sheena. (laughs) I I think I I told you I can legit be called Toucan Jamie now. Yeah. So tell me about the tequila. Yeah. So Sugar Taco has a sister company now. I can't give away too much info yet, but it is canned tequila drinks and coming soon, I guess is all I will say. It's really fun. I'm really excited about it. And I'll tell you guys all about it as soon as I can. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Also exciting news. Raquel and James got engaged. I see. Oh my God. They they did. There's like so much I want to say, but I know I should like save a lot of it. But it was so epic. No one can top this engagement. Don't even try. It was just fucking incredible. I mean, it was any girl who loves festivals dream proposal. (laughs) It was so epic. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. It's their story to tell. I know they've posted a bunch about it, but it was incredible. I'm so happy for them. And her ring is gorgeous. He's like, yeah, I got Tiffany's. I'm like, good job. Yeah. (laughs) Good job, James. Yes. Well, congratulations to both of them. Yeah. So did it bring back all your festival feelings. I saw you with the face gems, the unicorn snot, you know. Well, so I didn't actually have unicorn snot, so I had to get face 
face gel to put my glitter on or like hair gel to put on my face for the glitter to stick because I couldn't find any unicorn snot. I had a really cute festival outfit planned and guess what? It didn't fit me. (laughs) So I just went with what did fit me. And then I've seen like all these people on Twitter like, oh, what's with the outfit choices? What was this theme? I'm like, look, this is not what I would typically wear to a festival. It's just all that fit my ass. The first outfit I put on, it it didn't go over my hips. The second outfit, I couldn't pull it out. I was like, I had so many options and just literally nothing fit me. So... I went with a dress that I wore on my baby moon. I was like, well, if this fit me six months pregnant, it should fit me two weeks postpartum. But it was I expected so nothing less of you. You looked amazing. And Thank you're you. a little festival princess anyway. So yeah, I can't even believe you're out doing these things so soon. I know, but you know, work. The last time we spoke, I was like, do you have any fears? about giving birth and your main fear was not like the pain of childbirth but like the pain after like if you were going to be sore or torn yeah can I get a little update on how you're feeling so crazy so I only had a tiny tear internally that required one stitch that like dissolved on its own when I went for my two-week checkup he said I'm 90% healed I was most worried about like the first time I had to go to the bathroom so I because of all the complications I had with preeclampsia and help syndrome, they had me on a catheter for 48 or 72 hours. I forget how long, which was like low-key amazing because I didn't have to get out of bed to pee every 10 minutes. But also I was just sitting in this bed for days. Like I felt like there was like no circulation going through my legs. They had me in these compression legs and it was a lot the first time I had to get up out of bed because I was like dizzy. I was on this magnesium drip for over 24 hours. It was just a lot. But I call the nurse and I'm like, okay, you have to help me. I'm like terrified to pee. I'm like, get the dermablast, the perineal spray, all the shit. I don't even know what it's for. But Brittany told me you need to have all of these things. So I was like, okay. So the nurse comes with me. She sprays the dermablast on me that basically like numbs you. And then there was like this other like solution. So she does all of that. And I pee and I was like, oh my God, that wasn't bad. I didn't feel anything. So I was like, okay, we're good. The poop I'm worried about, but that'll come in a few days because I was constipated for days. So I get back in bed and then, you know, an hour later I have to pee again. So I call the nurse. I was like, I'm afraid I need your help again. So we go in the bathroom and because my bladder had just been draining on its own from the catheter for a couple days, it was like the second I stood up, I start to feel a trickle. So I'm like, oh shit, gotta go now, gotta go now. And I have like a huge like pad diaper thing on. So I get in the bathroom and I just pull it down and I sit on the toilet because I I just start peeing. I had to go. And she was like, turns around with the spray and she goes, wait. And I was like, oh shit, I didn't even need it. And I was fine. Oh good. I only used it that one time and I just, I didn't need it, I guess, because I didn't really tear. So I ended up being completely fine. I got really lucky. That's awesome. I have no recollection of me back in that stage. I don't know if it burned or if it was sore or not, but I I didn't tear either. Yeah, that's so good. And then we had bets because Brock thought I had three stitches and my mom and I are like, no, I'm sure he said it was only one. So we made 
a bet for a steak dinner. And when I went for my two-week checkup, I was like, was it one stitch or three? And he said it was one. So I loved that Brock was wrong because he's always right. <laughs> Yay, finally one for Sheena. Yes. And it was more my mom because he made the bet with my mom. So yeah. Well, BravoCon's coming up. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So I just saw this on Instagram before like my manager called me to let me know. And uh, I'm so stoked. But I don't know what to do about summer. Do I bring my mom and her with me? Or do I leave her because it's such a big commitment? It's like 10, 12 hour days. And would it be better? Like I have to think about what's going to be best for her. Like, is it good for her to be in cold weather on a different time clock in a hotel room or at my house or my mom's house where she has all of her stuff and she's comfortable and it's just three days. And I'm like getting so ahead of myself. My mom's like, Sheena, it's five months away. Like, we don't know if you're still going to be nursing full time. Like, you know, she's like, I'll do whatever you want me to do. It's also my parents' anniversary that weekend. So I really need to think on that because it is such a long trip as far as days go and like long exhausting but super fun days that I'm just struggling I'm like I can't see myself leaving her for three well, days how long would it be it would be three nights right yeah okay so when you initially set it up my first thought was like take her you know? that's what I said I was like I was already looking up flights for my parents I'm like I'm gonna fly them JetBlue Mint we're gonna take them it's their anniversary weekend but then after talking to like my mom and Brock they're like like, well, Sheena, you need to not be selfish and don't think about what you want because you want her there. What's going to be best for her? If you're working 10 hour days and then you get home and you're exhausted, then what you nurse her once and it's just like, what's going to be better for her? So I'm so excited for BravoCon, but I think the next few months, you know, we'll, we'll see how she's doing. Maybe there's one night that mom and dad do a little staycation somewhere without her to see how we do without her for a night because I can't see myself leaving her for more than a few hours right now. Like even in Palm Springs, just leaving her to go hang out with my friends for the night was really hard. And that's that's the great thing too that about like Lala and I being able to bond over being new moms, especially in the same friend group is we get each other. So it was like, we're having so much fun celebrating James and Raquel, but then we both kind of looked at each other and we're like, we need to go home. It's time to go. Like this was fun. It was great, but like we need to go feed our babies and it's great to have someone in the group who completely gets that because people can be like oh my god I can't imagine how hard it is or yeah I bet this or I bet that but it's like unless you're in the same situation and position like you don't understand so that's been really helpful too yeah and like I don't know if it ever stops being hard Ivy's almost eight now and I this is the longest I've ever left her yeah prior to this I I just had a rule for myself I would never leave her for more than two nights you know Mm -hmm. so now it's been like I was here for a week and then I went back home for a week to be with her and to work and then I just came back here for another week so it's like two weeks in one month is like the absolute longest I've ever been away from her and I miss her but like also like I was telling you the other day I need a vacation it's been a year of at-home schooling with 
her. Yeah. And I mean, just for your like mental sanity and like mental health and wellness, you, you need that sometimes. Absolutely. And it's been wonderful having such a good time. So even though I miss her, like little things will make me miss her more. Like obviously at Disney, seeing like all the frozen things or anything that she loves, or even just the other day, like when we checked into the Orlando hotel, there was a dad with his daughter and she was like about Ivy's age and she kind of looked like Ivy and she had the Mickey ears on. And I was like, oh, and my heart hurt at that moment. I'm like, Aww. oh, I wish she was here. But I think it's good for us as parents to be able to have that balance and take alone time and adult time as well. So maybe by October, you know, you'll be ready to do that too. And it's only yeah. three nights. So I think either way you have a good option. Yeah. So we'll see. I might just book my parents a flight because I think with COVID things are still like refundable for no reason right now. So I might even just book them a flight as a backup, but kind of see how like life is beautiful weekend goes because I mean, that's in Vegas. They're coming. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I guess that's going to be kind of similar to Palm Springs. Like I have my parents there. I leave for a little bit, but then like coming back to her, but we were also at my house in Palm Springs, not in a hotel. And then I'm like, wait, do I have to buy like a portable freezer? How am I going to have like my frozen breast milk in a hotel? Do we just use the mini fridge? Do it like there's just so many things that I'm like thinking about now that I'm just like, I don't know, it might be best for her to just have her stay with my parents here. I just can't imagine leaving her for that long. So like, that's also another thing that I want to talk to Lala about. So what are you doing? Are you are you bringing your nurses and like putting them up and like having Ocean with you? Or are you going to maybe leave her with your nurses or your mom? Like, I don't know. So I haven't talked to her about it yet. But and not that her decision would make mine. But I'm just curious what another new mom in the exact same situation and schedule would do. So yeah, it's so nice that you have someone in that same position because I mean, it's so rare, you know, to even just have a friend that had a baby at the same time, but someone who's also on the show going through the same exact things, having to make the same choices. Yeah. That is awesome. I did have a question, a, one more question about the baby and then okay. we can move on. <laughs> okay. So do you remember I told us in a hypnosis? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. I have the craziest story for you. So I've been waiting to tell this part on the podcast and I've just been waiting until I see you like face to face and through a computer screen is as good as we're going to get right now. So we got induced, as you know, I had to have the Cervidil in for 12 hours. So nothing was going to happen for 12 hours. That was just the way that they had to do it because there were some dips in her heart rate. So instead of doing the pill that like makes the induction go quicker, they had to do a slow route because they didn't want anything to happen with her. So that's 12 hours. Then I get the balloon in. After that, it was the most painful full fucking thing. I talked to Lala, Stassi, and Brittany. We have a MILFs group chat. And I just like wanted the opinion of other new moms who recently like two who had also been induced with a balloon. And I was like, did you guys go for the pain meds? Did you have the epidural before the balloon? And we all had epidurals, but I didn't have mine before the balloon. And everyone said that they either had the epidural before the balloon or they had the pain meds. So I was like, okay, if everyone else is doing this, I don't have to be superwoman. Like I was in so much pain. 
and I was like, I'll take the pain meds. My mom was just like, Sheena, it's like, especially because my blood pressure was so high and I didn't know that being in pain wasn't good for my body either. So my mom was like, Sheena, it's okay. They're saying it's safe. Just take the pain meds. So I did. So then an hour and a half later, I really have to pee. And they said it was fine to pee with the balloon in. And if it comes out, then that just means you're dilated and it did its work and they're not going to put it back in. So I go to pee an hour and a half later. It fucking falls out. I'm at now five and a half centimeters. I'm like, what the hell? I just went from a half a centimeter to five and a half in an hour and a half. This is crazy. But then it's like, I don't know how long it's going to take. So I'm just laying in bed. The pain meds have kicked in. We're just like so bored. There's nothing we can really do. All It was like the Oscars were on or maybe they were over at that point. I forget. I'm not really a fan of them anyways. I think they're boring. So I'm bored. I'm just laying there drugged up waiting for the next thing to happen for me to die further. And I was like, oh, Jamie sent me this meditation hypnosis thing. Maybe I'll listen to it. So it's 10 minutes long, as you know. So Brock was like on his couch bed, kind of like falling asleep. My mom's sitting right next to me. I play this thing and I'm just doing the breath work and all of that. And I'm just trying to relax and keep my blood pressure down because again, I didn't even know how high it was because they didn't want to worry me. So they're not telling me like how bad and scary it is that I'm like at stroke level. Could have had a seizure. There was at one point I was like shivering and shaking uncontrollably. I felt like I had a seizure. It was so scary. So I'm like, okay, this will be good to just calm my nerves and everything. I listened to it. I'm not joking. Within 10 minutes of listening to that, my fucking water broke. No. It broke. I was like, ah! My mom's like, what? And I go, oh my God, my water just broke. And then I'm freaking out because I'm like, holy shit, holy shit. Like as if it wasn't already real enough that I'm there with all of this. I didn't have the epidural yet. So I felt it. It was just a gush. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, my doctor's not there yet. So the hospital doctor comes in. He's like, yep, your water broke. You're at nine and a half centimeters. And I'm like, what the fuck? So we're like, oh shit, we need to get like my doctor there now. Like now it's moving quick. And I was like, it was the meditation. And he's like, yeah, you know, or the balloon and everything else that we put you on. And I'm like, no, but 10 minutes after I listened to that, it just gushed. It was crazy. That is so crazy. And like, if you read the comments in that YouTube video, so many women are saying the same thing that it happened for them. That's not the video I used. I knew that you had a shorter attention span when it came to these things. So I chose one that was 10 minutes or less. And also that had really good comments. And I was like, okay, this, and I listened to it. I was like, this is a good one for her. But the one I listened to was the kind that you put on and then you just go to sleep listening to it. Uh huh. And it kind of works subconsciously, I guess. And the one that it was called like wake up to being in labor or whatever, which I put it on the night before I was due. I go to sleep and I woke up at 5 a.m in labor. And so I knew it, I, I just knew it had to be from, you know, it was helped by the hypnosis. Yeah. So, oh my God. I'm so glad you did it. <laughs> I know. And like, you know, like Brock obviously like doesn't believe in any of that shit, but he was just like, well, yeah, you had the balloon and you had the, I'm like, but okay. So it's just ironic and coincidental that 10 minutes after I listened to this, my water bursts. It was the most gnarly feeling. Like it just felt like I completely uncontrollably peed all over myself and couldn't 
do anything about it. But I was like, wow, I didn't know if I was going to experience that feeling because I thought with how long the induction was going that we were taking the slow route that they were going to have to like break it for me and that would be after my epidural and I wouldn't feel any of that. So then I'm like, wait, can I still get the epidural? And uh, contrary to what others say, you can get it at any point. It's not like, oh, you're at seven, you can't get it. You can get it still at nine. So they were like, don't worry, you can still get it at any time. I was like, okay, so once that broke, I was like, okay, I'll take it now because now I am freaking the fuck out. And it also, it didn't make me completely numb. I still felt pushing. I felt her come out of me. I could move my legs. I thought I was going to be completely paralyzed and I wasn't, which was good. That's good. Yeah. And it's beautiful that you got to feel your water breaking. Like that's, that's a wonderful moment. I'm so happy. But yeah, I had no idea how the epidurals worked. Like you, I assumed you're just numb from the waist down. Yeah. But no, I was still able to like lift my legs and move them around. So it just, it made the pain obviously less, but it was good to like not be completely paralyzed because that freaked me out. That was almost why I wasn't going to get it because I'm like, I don't want to feel paralyzed. So I was really glad that maybe I just had the most amazing doctors at Cedar sinai who knew the exact amount to do because it was perfect. And I pushed for less than 40 minutes and she came out. Yeah. After, obviously, after 24 hours, but the actual, like, that part of labor was only, like, 40 minutes. Amazing. Yeah. Aw. And so I just saw Brock. You said he had to run to the store to get diapers, which I find very interesting because I remember all of the comments. They were like, Sheena, you don't need that many diapers. Okay, so get this. We, I mean... We never like run out. It's not like, oh, she doesn't have a single one. Like we have 20 in her diaper bag, but I don't like going to those. So whenever they start to get low, we've now had to order more like three times. So the newborn eco pee diapers, the bamboo ones that I got that I had the full drawer of and everyone's like, you're not going to need that many newborn diapers. That's a waste, blah, blah, blah. She still doesn't even fit in those. So we're going through the pamper swaddlers newborn 20 a day. This girl pees and poops so much. It's at least 20 diapers we're going through a day. Yeah, so we have had to order more diapers either via Amazon or go to the store at least three or four times now because she just goes through them all. So to all of the people who said we had too many, we didn't have enough. And also the way the eco pee diapers are, they're not preemie newborn. They're like kind of starting at eight pounds and up. So that's like a pamper size one. And she's still so tiny. Like she lost 8%, but then she was back at her birth weight like a week later. And then when I weighed her yesterday, she was 7'11 or 7'13. She was squirming. So the scale was a little off, but she's still still very tiny little chicken legs and she's in the newborn diapers. So I still have so many that do not fit her that she'll grow into. But yeah, so you never know how many newborn diapers you're going to need. Exactly. So maybe people shouldn't troll you and tell you. Exactly. I had like a whole Insta story that I did saying that, but then my mom and Brock said I sounded too bitchy, so I didn't post it. But I was like, to all of you who said, <laughs> and I was like, no, I won't do it. I'll just be nice now. I'll just call them out instead. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm having the opposite 
problem while traveling. Does this have, I don't know if this is like a common thing or if it's just me, but when I fly, I, Danny's sitting right next to me. (laughs) You get constipated. Is it stage fright in front of your new boyfriend? I think it's a combination of the two because what he also does, also, I don't know if this is common or just happening to me, but every hotel we have stayed in, the bathroom door lock won't work. You don't need to lock it. You could just close the door. You need to lock it if you're me and if you're with him because he just walks right in. He fucking just walks right in at any moment. And I'm like, maybe that's why I can't poop because at any second he can walk in on me. So we've implemented a new strategy. (laughs) I'm like, you have to tell me if you're, you know, coming near me ever. So I think I said it like, tell me when you're coming upon me, right? (laughs) Bad choice of words. Wow. Okay. So now anytime he's coming near the bathroom door. He goes, coming upon. (laughs) If you're Brock and I, you just leave the door open and then you always know if someone's coming. (laughs) Cannot leave the door open. But yeah, I don't know what's up with these bathroom door locks. And yeah, I'm having issues. And now that I'm here for the second time, same issue again. I don't know what the problem is, but it's like by the end of the trip, I look pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Or carrying around something in me. Or maybe you just are pregnant. to that. Maybe I am, but no, I'm not putting that out there at all. No, but watch, okay. Watching your birth vlog prior to that, I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll have another one. And then I watched that and I was like, oh fuck. Like it brought back all the PTSD. I was just like, oh my God. It wasn't even that bad. We blurred it and we blacked out the screen. If you want to watch the full video of her coming out of me, you can. I don't, but I see that you had a mirror and you were able to watch it, which yeah. blows my mind. But after watching that, I, I just took a moment. I was like, wait a minute. Do I really want to put my body through that again? Yes, you do. It made me scared, but I've gotten over that fear again. So I'm, I'm back now to being open to maybe one more. Oh my God. It's like, because I didn't know you when you were pregnant. Now it would be so like weird in the best way ever, like to see you pregnant. You don't want to see me pregnant. Oh my God. I was just looking at Christine Quinn's Instagram. She just uh-huh. had her baby. Oh my God. No way. Oh shit. So she was like a week early. Yeah. But her whole pregnancy, like if I could look like that, I would be like, sure, sign me up. I don't know how she's done it. I'm going to have to hire her trainers or what do whatever she's doing. I need to know because as superficial as this sounds, like I don't even, I'm not that scared of like the pain. Like I did it with no epidural the first time. I can totally do it. That's my body changing real. Like, you know, I just, it sounds so bad and so superficial, but like, I don't want to gain weight. (laughs) You know, and I, mean, like, I don't want to put my body through that again. And I was just like, oh, I want to look good. Like, I want to like gain weight and then have to deal. And I hate that I'm saying this to you because you just went through it. Yeah. 55 pounds later. Yeah. And you're, you look amazing and you're going to be fine. And I know that, you know, if I go through it, it's just, you know, it takes work and then you're fine again and it's all worth it. So I'm going to stop being superficial now. Also, Christine Quinn and also. So Lala are freaks of nature who were legitimately the definition of all belly and probably only put on 10 to 15 pounds. That's not normal. And that's where I'm 
struggling too. It's like, you know, now I'm hanging out with Lala all the time. And I'm like, I can't compare myself to her. I need to like get that out of my head that I'm not going to look like that a few weeks after having a baby. We have different body types. She is a beautiful freak of nature and it is what it is. But like, it's hard, especially like when we're at a pool and she's in a bikini and was like, oh, I had to wear high-waisted because of my pooch. And I'm like, bitch, your waist is 22 inches. You don't have a pooch. You look amazing. Stop giving me a complex. I already have one. But then I look at Summer and I remember that I just three weeks ago birthed a human and I mean, I've already lost half the weight, which just kind of fell off. I can't work out or anything yet, but I just can't let myself get frustrated with that because it's so easy to do and it's so easy to compare. And I'm just like, anytime I start to get in that headspace, I'm just like, no, 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 you're okay. It's all worth it. When you see that little baby, it's just, it's all worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's shitty what we as women do to ourselves and put ourselves through and think, you know, of those superficial aspects, because yes, as soon as you look at summer, you're just like, oh my God, that's what matters. Like who cares? Totally. And I know a like some of the weight I still have on is these massive boobs I have. Look at them. They're like as big as yours. I'm like a D right now. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Is Rob <laughs> enjoying that? <laughs> yes, he is. I mean, they're just, they're, oh, they're massive, but it did, it did feel good to just have that initial like weight and bloatedness fall off because that was the last like week and a half, two weeks. It was like, I was starting to retain it in my face. My thighs were so thick. There was like part of my vlog when I say to the nurse, I'm like, I know my thighs are thick. And like Brock has one, my mom has the other. And I'm like, I'm sorry, they're so heavy right now. And I just like finally got uncomfortable that very last week because I just felt like I was retaining so much fluid. But if it took until 39 weeks for me to get uncomfortable, it was not bad. I can't complain about anything in my pregnancy other than the heartburn, but she had a full head of hair. And I was so blessed with such a good pregnancy that it's worth it. So, you know, I'll be able to get back to working out eventually. But in the meantime, I'm just enjoying the downtime I'm having with her. And I know breastfeeding burns calories. So yeah, it burns 500 calories calories a day. Yeah. So initially like that, I dropped all my weight and then some, I was lower than I was before I had gotten pregnant just from the breastfeeding. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I feel like even Lala, I said to Randall the other night, I was like, how is she skinnier after baby? But I mean, she's only breastfeeding too. So that's probably what it is. But I was just like, dude, she looks so fucking good. Like I just couldn't stop saying it. And I was like, I'll get there. I'll get there. It's okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But I'm back in some of my medium size clothes, which feels good. All of the small and extra small stuff, I'm just probably going to sell on Depop. But you never know. I might get back there one day. <laughs> and again, if you don't, it's fine. Yes, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I love my new ass. I've got crazy curves that I've had once before, but I wasn't even like as fit. And I think working out my entire pregnancy has helped me like kind of just keep some of that muscle. And I know that once I get back in the gym, like I do bounce back pretty quickly with some hard training. And Brock is like a drill sergeant in the gym in the best, most motivational and supportive way ever. So we'll we'll get back to it. I'm not worried about it. In the meantime, one pieces and you know, whatever are fine. So slightly off or totally off topic. Did you ever hear that story about, you know, people say like, don't assume what someone else 
else is going through. You know, everyone has all their own struggles and whatnot. And someone gave a story. It was going around the internet a couple of years ago about a man who was on the subway with his three children who were really crazy misbehaving and he wasn't doing anything about it. And the person sitting there was like, can you just control your kids? Get a grip. Like, what are you doing, dude? And he goes, I'm sorry. We just got back from their mom's funeral. I heard about this. Yeah. So I had a similar situation like that when I arrived in Florida for the second time. My flight had been delayed a couple times. I was supposed to arrive in Jacksonville at around 10.30 p.m. I didn't end up getting there, I think, till maybe like after 2 a.m. So I had a car rental that was scheduled, but their desk was closed, so I couldn't get my car. And there were no lifts to be found and no Ubers. And I was like, how am I getting from the airport to my hotel? What is happening here, right? Yeah. So... I go to the only car rental place, Thrifty, shout out to Thrifty in Jacksonville that was open 24 hours. And I was like, do you have any cars? And he's like, yeah, don't worry. And I was like, okay. So I get in line and there was this one woman in front of me and she was an older woman and she was just asking him a ton of questions about how she can get a Lyft or an Uber. She wasn't trying to rent a car. So I found myself getting, cause I have no patience. So at that point I, and I was really patient the whole way with my flights being delayed. And then this is the point where I was starting to snap <laughs> in my mind only. Yeah. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, Oh my God, can she just stop? Doesn't she see me like standing here? I want to actually rent a car. Why is she just asking him questions? I need to like be up there. Right. And I was just getting like super impatient. And then finally she like stepped aside and like, let I rented the car and I'm on my way out to go get it. And I see her still standing there with her bag and I passed her. And then like something happened in my head and I was like, no, go back. Right. Cause like there was just something about her that kind of reminded me of my mom. And I'm like, I wouldn't want my mom stranded here, you know, like if I would want, if this happened to my mom, I would want someone to like make sure she was okay too. Mm -hmm. So I go back to her and I was like, did you find a Lyft or an Uber? And she's like, no, there are none. I don't know what to do. And I was like, oh, well, where are you going? And so crazy. She was going to a hospital across the street from my hotel in Middleburg, Florida, not even Jacksonville. Okay. It was like a very small area, like crazy. So I was like, okay, I'm going to Middleburg too do you want to ride? And she, she broke down. She started crying. She said, Oh my God, thank you so much. I'm on my way to the ICU. I just flew in from Illinois. My sister is in ICU. She's dying and they're waiting for me to get there. Oh my God. My God. So it's like, you never know what people are going through, you know? And it was just like, I hate that. Like at you know, I had that one moment where I was like being impatient, you know, and it's like, it's just to remind us all, like, we don't know what people are going through and just have patience with everybody, you know? I think we've all had those moments too. I mean, I know I've gotten frustrated with screaming kids on airplanes before and I learned my lesson when I tweeted about it and I was like, there should be airlines for like kids and parents only, like da 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 And then all of these people attacked me and they're like, you don't know if that child has like a learning disability or Asperger's or this or that. And I was like you know what? You're right. I don't. I, and, and then now being a mom, I'm like, oh my God, what if I'm that parent who has a screaming kid on the plane? And I was just like, I put myself in that parent's shoes and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what they're going through. And to this day, that was probably like five or six years ago. Screaming babies do not bother me. It's when the kids are like toddlers and they're having a fit and they're like, 
I want to go to Disneyland now. I'm like, just tell the fucking kid you're going to take him to Disneyland. Just lie to them and then break the news of them when you're off the plane, you know? But it's like, if it's that kind of situation, I'd probably still get annoyed. But when it's like, you don't know, like there's been a couple nights where, I mean, summer is very, very chill, but there's been two times. One was the other night in Palm Springs. She just, I think it was just a bellyache, but it was just like the crying. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And she got a lot of poops out and then she was fine. I can't imagine, you know, like how the parent feels when their kid they know is driving everyone on a fucking airplane crazy. So you just have to be empathetic and patient. And yeah, you never know what other people are going through. Absolutely. So. And we have new listeners. It was, she was so cute. She took out her pen and notebook and wrote down shenanigans. And I was, I was Aww. there driving. I'm trying to spell it for her. I'm like, I don't know if I got that spelling right. <laughs> when, when I'm done driving, let, let me look at it again. But she's going to be listening now. So hi, Angie Liberty. I hope you're okay. I hope you're a miracle happened and your sister is okay. And if not, sending you all of our love and thank you for listening. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome that you were able to help her out and that you went back like something just told you like, I need to help this woman. Aw. Maybe it was like one of her angels or something coming to be like, hey, go help her. Cause yeah. she was like, oh, I was like praying. She's like, you're an angel that God sent to me. And I'm like, maybe, you know, never know. You never know. I think that's a good note to end this shenanigans on. Well, good. I'm glad that you were a good Samaritan who helped a woman in need and you know that you wouldn't have been able to help her if your flight was on time or you know there's so many factors that could have happened where you wouldn't have been able to help this woman so I'm glad that your flight was delayed and you were able to help all right well that about wraps up our first shenanigans back with Jamie and more to come we will be doing a patreon only drinking and podcasting where Jamie will be doing the drinking. I'll be doing the podcasting. We're going to get some more video podcasts up and I'm so excited to be back. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Uh, with the boys at the table getting tipsy, miss me, kiss me.